space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Adequate. Our ongoing mission until we are cancelled and replaced by something far superior. To review every Star Trek episode and movie in existence. To seek out new guests and make them very uncomfortable. To boldly go where many other YouTube shows have gone before. Good evening, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to this week's episode of Trekking Up North. I'm one of your hosts, Captain Goodwill, and joining me, as ever, is the velour-clad, the gorgeous <laughs> science officer, Sinois. Hello. I, I, I thought you said, oh, yeah, and to boldly go, and I was just like, oh, right, thanks. To boldly right. go, yes, yes. To boldly go. Give it a few more weeks at <laughs> I work. <have> before. <laughs> <laughs> I I just started laughing when we were doing the intro because we were just having a conversation, then suddenly you just start saying numbers, and it took me a while to realise it was a countdown. I was like, oh, okay, right. Shh, don't tell like, them how the sausage like, is yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. Ten... Nine. <laughs> oh, he's going to do a special ability. We, we are professional at Nerdy Up North. We have countdowns until we go live. Uh, but oh, how are you this week, Sinois? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what is it? I've actually not done anything this week. It's been quite what? a lovely, restful weekend. Week, I think. I think we. What do we do? Uh, yeah, on Tuesday I went on a date and it was terrible. <gasps> uh, I've already posted about it on social media, but that was a uh, that was quite fun. But it led to Wednesday being a write-off due to hangover, uh, <laughs> hangover yeah. and being a bit miffed. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty good. It's been quite nice just having a chill, like. And, uh, yesterday I got to go to uh, the wake for Danny Best, who is the friend that we lost a couple of weeks ago, hmm. uh, who went missing, and so it was really good having like a sort of where I had to miss the majority of it and get there after I finished work. Yeah. But like, it was really good to be there with everyone and stuff and everyone got to like tell their stories and have, have some cocktails in her name, you know? Oh yeah. So it's important. <laughs> How are you doing? Shit. Okay. So uh, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Um, no, it's, it's, it's been a difficult week. Uh, I won't lie to um, our wonderful viewers. Hello everyone in the chat. Adam Bailey reporting for duty. We've got Christopher. We've got someone called Sinoise in the chat saying, Beaches! <laughs> Beaches! We've got the lovely 13-foot-tall bearded musician. That is Adam, who does the theme tune for Trekking Up North. Mm. Hey, Adam. Uh, who have we got? We've got Beth, Christopher. We've got Paul. We've got everyone in the chat here. Hello, everybody. We love you all. Mm -hmm. um, my friends... Uh, went to Disneyland last week, Sinois. Way! And they brought me a present. Yeah. Would you like to see what it? Could it be? Oh, God. I've just seen it. Have you just seen it? <laughs> oh, ah. my God. <laughs> Look at that. You're, the, you're a gorgeous princess, you are. You, you're stunning. You're Look everything. I am a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you've got you kind of evolving. It's like Pokemon. Yeah. Where you started off with like the single horn and now you've gone to like the Mickey ears horn. Yes, that's right. We are going full copyright infringement tonight. <laughs> um, oh that shit. That is absolutely beautiful. Oh, oh, it's in my eyes. There we go. Um <laughs> But also also oh my little mic fell off. There we go. Oh, oh there there. Also we had a little competition this week, didn't we? We did. We had we a little did. competition where someone could win an extra large... I won't shut up about this fact that it's an extra large t-shirt. Win a tent. 
Uh, <laughs> do we not? know if they're gonna be if it's gonna fit them or just be really baggy? I want to. I want to. I'm gonna guess when we uh, see who wins whether it's gonna be really baggy. Think of it. Them. Think of it this way: if someone wins it and it fits them, bonus. If mm. someone wins it and it doesn't fit them and it's too baggy, then they can just say that they're living out their best '90s lives. Yeah, that's it. We'll get those damn um, really long um, jeans as well. Yeah, massive pockets. Yeah. But also, they could also win these lovely array of stickers that we've got. We've got oh, Trek. So Look at that. We've got, we've got Trekking up now. We've got the Scooby Gang, minus Velma. And we've got <laughs> Nerdy Up North, Stranger Things. Ooh. It's a strange. But we have a whole host of stackers to win as well. Adam's we... saying the T-shirt would fit him. And I'm like, not the guns, not oh. the guns. The t-shirt won't be on for long, Adam. <laughs> Report to Holodeck too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, we... is this sexual harassment? Thinking about Adam, is this sexual harassment? Yes. Anyway, <laughs> we have got uh, we have got all the names because the competition closes at six pm tonight. I have got all the names in a lovely spinny wheel that I will show later, and the name will be drawn at random. And whoever wins it. <laughs> excuse me 40 a day whoever wins it will be receiving a lovely t-shirt we have had some international competition entries i will say that <laughs> so you may have to wait until i get paid in order we, for me we to did send tell it. them that like rather than paying for postage we're just going to chuck it in their general direction <laughs> we're just going to be like Ugh. i'm going to get one Do of I those get to chicago i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna put it in a bottle and i'm just gonna <laughs> yeet it into the atlantic and just see if it goes in that general direction. I love the idea that someone on an island, like a like a sort of native somewhere, basically gets the bottle, opens it, pulls the t-shirt out, and I was like, oh, it's an extra large. Mm. <laughs> but they may subscribe. Anyway, subscribe. <laughs> there's always a chance. Um, <laughs> big shout out to Spectrum Sanctorum this week. Uh, hope you are... Uh, watching guys good evening shout out to the shuttle pod show who did their very first live show last sunday yeah. they did a watch along of the balance of terror um mm. and made us realize why palmount plus really isn't that worth spending at the moment because it was a horrendously cut episode um mm. the, everyone like they did a watch along with the crowd, but obviously for, for copyright reasons, you can't show it on YouTube. So that was like... the really weird thing. It was like, you know, those New Year things where it's like, if you start, if you press play at this time, yeah. then you will end the New Year with this happening. It was like that, where they were like, hey, line up the episode. And when we tell you to press play, press play. Yeah. And then we'll be in sync. And it was like, <laughs> it's crazy that you have to coordinate it that way. But it was kind of cool. It was insane because I was like, I could never be more in sync than I'm in sync now. And they press play. And the very first scene was missing. And it was like, what? <laughs> like, it was like, ah, there was a wedding. Very unbalanced for terror. It, it was very unbalanced for terror. <laughs> it was like, there's, there's a, like a really definitive scene in this, in this episode. And it was like, Paramount's like, yeah, we're going to cut it out. And everyone was like, so we're already like four minutes out of sync with everyone else. So bless Shuttlepod. It was a good success. It was a great success. They they really pulled it off. Shout out to Mark, Connor, Dominic. Uh, well, not Dominic. Dominic's on holiday. Uh, but shout out to uh, Erica. He's a busy the... boy. He's he is a busy boy. Yes. He's a busy boy. Shout out to all the crew who were able to pull that off. Um, 
yeah, we, we don't envy you, but it was a monumental task and you did it. So I hope to see more in the future. Uh, and also shout out to Trek Culture, who is encouraging everyone to sign a petition to save Star Trek Prodigy. Because mm. you can cancel a show, but to fucking remove it from your service is a bit of a yeah. dick move. Well, why are they doing that? Is that like, you know, because do they because it's their show. So surely they don't have to pay to keep it. Right. Or... I'm wondering if it's like a licensing thing with Nickelodeon, perhaps. Oh, um... But a lot of streaming services are removing shows. Mm -hmm. And this also hits uh, it, it reiterates the, the point I've been saying for a long time. Physical media. You can't take away the DVDs and the Blu-rays. So the the, the Blu-rays. The you Blu can't take away my Blu-rays now. Blu-rays. I knew a Blu-ray, um, but for a different. <laughs> what reason. was his name? What's... Is he an Andorian? <laughs> Goddamn pink skins. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's why you're not friends with me anymore. Bloody Ray. Bloody <laughs> yeah yeah. Then a probing bastard. Getting in there with Gary the Ferengi, that's what he's been doing. Oh. Adam Bailey, uh, the islanders start worshipping trekking up north when they oh yes, when they find the bottle, yes. Good for you, but <laughs> Damien's in the chat. Hi, Damien. Damien's is one of da my followers on Twitter. Is it Damien or Damon? Is it Damon? Damon. Damon. I'm dyslexic as anyway. I quite I like Damon actually. I apologise, Damon. Oh uh, hello, Damon. Hey, how you doing? You're doing good? He's a very, he's a very handsome man, Sinos. Is he a handsome he's man? He's a handsome man, yes. Give me five minutes to follow. Yes. No, I've got to pretend I know what my, what my Twitter password Ans is. Anson Mount is a handsome man. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> handsome Mount. Handsome man. Handsome, handsome Mount. This is like Hodor, isn't it? It's like you started to hold the door. Hold the door. This is like Anson Mount. Anson As man. Handsome man. Anson Nat. Yeah. Anson um, Mount me. Anson Mountie for Due South. The Due South regeneration, the Due South remake. It's going to happen. Anson Mountie <laughs> will star. Okay. It's going to happen. It will. But yeah, I hope everyone in the chat is good and that you had a lovely uh, week. <laughs> it's Friday. If it you are watching Friday, this we live, have a, <laughs> we have a weekend. I was just saying, this is, while obviously Star Trek is one of my nerdy things, uh, I've also got to finish a D&D &D campaign tomorrow. And yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one to finish this campaign because I am a horrible villain in it and I have to somehow win against everyone in the party. It's a funny thing, but we'll see if I can pull it off. So yeah, I'm having to look through the book being like, tricks, 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 tricks. Is your name the Bastard Snatch? The Bastard Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> it's really silly, actually, because I was thinking that it was like, I've got another character that I did for like a, a you know, like a murder mystery party where mm. his name was Bob Cook and he loves that and he's from Yorkshire. Uh, and I had this big, stupid Boris Johnson style wig on. But then I was thinking that I could do a whole family of him, of drag king sort of personas, but where the surname's always cut. So it's like half cut and Bob Cut and like. <laughs> and, I, and he just went through my head and I was like, I've, I have enough on. Let's not do this. <laughs> the Bob Cut. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Oh, uh, it's raining, isn't it, Beth? It's awful. Oh, it's time. raining, Beth. I tell you, you better get your clothes in. Dogs, get your clothes. Is it spitting? Is it spitting? <laughs> <laughs> it's full on vomiting out here. Is it full on vomiting? Let's have a look. It's a tad moist outside the USS adequate. I'm not going to lie. That is much outside. It is moister than me. 
I'm not saying something. That, that's quite a lot. Yes. Um, Damon so, says it sounds like I'm listening to my family with uh, listening to my family with the English accent. <laughs> my God, I feel sorry for your family if you've got our accent. <laughs> oh, oh. Hello, Damon. What do you want for Christmas? Yari, Yari, Damon Pet. How's it going, fella? I tell you. You want a banana and half a, half a crab? Which half? Back or for back or front? I don't know where I'm going with this. Right, okay. So anyway, this episode then. Yes. It's let's... called uh, charades. Or charades, depending on your dialect. Yeah, I, I pronounce it charades. Do you, you commoner? <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys. Ah. Let's get into reviewing Star Trek Strange New World Season 2, Episode 5, titled <clears throat> Charades. Wow. Shut up. We start. <laughs> we start off at Stardate one seven eight nine point three, where the Enterprise is en route to the Vulcan system, and we start with Chapel's personal log. So this is going to be a Chapel-centric episode, perhaps. Well, that's it. I was thinking I was. It was like Ortega in the previous one, where I was just like, "Oh, is it going to be a Chapel episode?" And it, mm. it kind of is. Kind of is. It, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so uh, the Enterprise is en route to the, Vul uh, to the Vulcan system um, to go to a moon on the far side of the sector to study an ancient civilization called the Kirk of Civilization. The Kirk of, yeah. The Kirk of, and I was like, in my hallucinated tired state yesterday, I was like, is this the Kirkov? Because I was thinking, are they finally doing Keiko O'Brien? And then I realised it was something that we made up. And I was like, no, it's it's Kirkov. So I was like, hmm, I wonder who that is in a nod of. <laughs> we were doing this. Me and Goodwill, we met up for Sammy's birthday out on Sunday. And we were we were talking, we were looking on Cameo, you know, the thing where you can pay like celebrities to like say hi and stuff. And we were trying to find Rosalind Chow, who plays Keiko on there. And we were like, if we can get Rosalind Chow to say some stuff about the Keiko being a villain, then we can make it canon. You know, we can make it like beta canon. Well, oh, I can make it. I can make it prime world, alpha. Like... G give me a give me a day, and I can work it into memory alpha. I could say, like, you know, in the trivia <laughs> section of, of Keiko O'Brien, yeah. Rosalind Chow, during an interview in 2023, stated that Keiko was a divine entity hell-bent on destroying all life in the known galaxy. And I'd be like, yes. <laughs> we can do it. We can make it. Sauce. Trust me, bro. This video. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, it, it, it is uh, the... They are studying an ancient civilization called a Kirkhoff who mysteriously vanished from a, a moon in the Vulcan sector. Mm. The Enterprise is traveling at sublight, so everyone's got a little bit of downtime to enjoy the view. And Nurse Chapel is using this time to prep for an interview for a fellowship that she wants to do at the Vulcan Science Academy. Now, this was mentioned mm. in the first episode where she there was a, a two-month fellowship coming up and she wanted to apply for it. Deep down, we all know why, because she, she just wanted to be away from Spock, because the girl's got feelings <laughs> for our favourite little Vulcan. And Spock's got ass. Spock, I mean, does he need a commercial <laughs> driving licence for that dumb truck of an ass that he's got? But, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's one of those days. Spock's again. got booty. That needs to be met. <laughs> okay. Beam me up, booty. Uh, <laughs> beam me up, bossy. That's going to be a t-shirt. Beam me up, bossy. There we go. That's going to be a t-shirt. Um, so yeah. So 
she is prepping for this interview. We do get a lovely montage where Chapel is training with her crewmates. She's training with Umbenga. She's training uh, with Uhura and, Ar and Artegas. Um, and then they turn around and say, well, why aren't you training with the one person who would help you the most? And it's like, this is totes awkward. Well, that's it. I, I like the way she dismisses it. She's like, oh, well, reasons. You know, like, I forgot what she says. But it is just, she's just like, oh, well, yeah, mm, no. Uh, but I love this little montage. Like, this, this episode has some amazing little montages in mm. that are really fun and really quirky and you really like seeing the characters in them but it is just it's that idea of realizing that she is totally avoiding spock <laughs> and they get you know they get in the lift yeah. spock comes in and just doesn't say anything to her Talk and she talks. doesn't say anything to him and you can see mbenga who's in the lift as well just being like what the hell is this <laughs> you know omega's like i can sense it <laughs> yeah. um it's his face like after spock gets out of the lift mbenga's face is just like it's <laughs> just yeah. like what <laughs> someone's thirsty and it's not me so we then move on to spock's personal log um and he's learning to cook and now there was a great little shout out to star trek enterprise in this little scene because mm. chris um oh, i'm calling him first now <laughs> yeah. captain pike uh is asking spock to smell some leaves and uh, spock says that with his nasal suppressant he won't be able to smell it. And Pike's taken aback. This is a great yeah. shout out to the first episode ever of Star Trek Enterprise, where T'Pol gets boards the Enterprise and and can smell Porthos. And yeah. uh, well, she she says that she can smell everyone. Yes, and that, but she doesn't use suppressants. She's just used to it. Like she's been on Earth for so long that she's used to the stench that humans give out. Yeah. Whereas Spock is using nasal nasal uh, suppressants to be like, you know, to actually cover it up rather than getting used to it like she did. Yeah, because it's introduced that the, the Vulcans that are based on Earth, because they've got heightened sense of smell, they can smell humans and they, it's it's a displeasure to them. It's overwhelming mm. to them. So most Vulcans serving on starships or, or wherever on Earth use nasal suppressants. And this is a great little callback to that because it's, it's a very small fact that even I forgot. Mm. So I like the fact that it was it was included in well, that. Well, I think it's you know the, the Trek fan the the Trek tends to you know like treat Enterprise like the bastard child of the bunch, and it tends mm. not to sort of pay much attention to the law from it. Yes. So it's always good getting little sort of hey, it's still part of the family, it's still part of it, which is exactly what this does. You know, like I, with little nods to this and stuff. I think this season, above all else is more intertwined with Star Trek Enterprise than we give it credit for because we have seen a lot of background images of the NXR1. We've seen a few callbacks um, to well, it, that era well, it's, as well. It's the most related. It's like, yeah. it's the, this This is only a couple of years after Enterprise. It's, well, it, well, it's close to the next gen, basically. It's a hundred years. years. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. But it's... <laughs> so... He's trying to learn to cook uh, with Pike. He's socialising with his friends. And while his friends are laughing, he's just absolutely stoic as Spock that always is. That is brilliant. That yeah. bit where every, it just pans around and everyone's in hysterical laughter. And he's just like, fascinating. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's like, I am content. And he's like, yes, of course you are. But he's also, this is the first time as well this season, we see Sam Kirk. Yeah, like, I, I... 
in one of my criticisms of a strange new world is i don't know why he's there like yes. he he they do nothing with him he no. literally he's he's there as a kind of oh so we could mention him when we had the kirk episode with lan and kirk mm. but he doesn't do anything he doesn't really interact with the rest of the crew like even if he was just involved in bar scenes or whatever or when they're hanging out like with the laughter thing but he's not and it's it's a weird dynamic and it's really frustrating to me because he's incredibly hot except for that mustache and it's just that thing it's just going take the caterpillar off your face i know i've got one but with him it's a spoiler his primary function is the mustache (laughs) that is his primary function that's why he's not getting invited to those parties, though. That's why he's not sitting there be laughing with the girls. But it could be worse. It could be like the original series where they just use Shatner with a moustache. We could just have Paul Wesley with a moustache. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I love saying the word moustache. So, moustache. Moustache. So, <laughs> in his quarters, Spock is talking to, uh, to Pring. I love mm. the fact they're introducing the original series monitors in this season as well where they're just deedy little boxes when you can't see anything um and they're on about their their upcoming uh meeting um and they topring says that her mother is still opposed to the union because the very first episode of strange new worlds uh topring proposes to spock mm. so they are engaged to be married now he's in the vulcan sector uh, they need to discuss their union, what they are going to do. Tapril, who is Tapring's mother, is opposed to it and states that they must go through an ancient engagement ceremony uh, to prove that Spock is suitable to marry her daughter. So... I love how much this episode focuses on, like, Vulcan culture and just how yes. I... Like, obviously, it's not, it doesn't happen until later in the episode, but when we get to Pring appear, I just, I love her. I've fallen in love with this character so much. Yeah. <laughs> we've got we've got Elon Musk in the chat. Uh, uh, another person saying I look like Hitler with my moustache. <laughs> oh, dear. <And laughs> much like... It never gets old. But yeah. But that, that's <laughs> it. Um, Adam's pointed out, like, uh, that there's no Pellier again this week. And obviously, we'll get to it. She does get a mention, but it is a bit like, okay, you know, like... And much they, like they Elon Musk on much like Elon Musk on threads, he's no longer there. So um <clears throat> Yeah, so That was a genuine account. You've just blocked Elon Musk. Good. Elon Musk put that many commas in a name. <laughs> Good. So the next scene uh is Spock being distracted with Pipe because they're trying to organise this as a way of mission because over this moon where the Kirkhoff civilization once was, there was a, a an unknown anomaly forming or or Mm. detected and they need to organize a shuttle mission to find out what this anomaly is and why it's appeared what's going on spock is naturally distracted because of everything that's going on and he says as you you know he explains that this this ceremony needs to be undertaken and he's like as you humans say it is a big deal (laughs) i'm like "Mm, okay uh and Pike basically says that there was a change to the roster of the shuttle crew, and then we find out in the next scene that it's actually Chapel and Spock in the shuttle alone. Totes awkward, a lot of awkward conversations, and then Spock uh, starts talking about the Kirkovians and why Chapel is there. And she is there because obviously the Kirkovians were were an ancient civilization, but they were apparently advanced in the medicinal field. 
Mm. And their technology and their knowledge was far more robust and far more advanced than what they have got at present day. She th she then tries to like take the elephant in the room, speak with the elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> He's not then, that ugly. Wow. And then just well, she's asking <laughs> no. she's asking why. Has he been avoided her? And he's like, you know, Spock reads Spock. He's like, oh, I don't know. And then the, the shuttle suddenly becomes in scanner range, uh, comes into scanner yeah. range. They find that the anomaly is a stable vortex, which is a rupture in space-time. They get caught in the gravitational pull, and they are being pulled in. We see that shit starts to go south rapidly. They're looking at each other. Chapel says Spock, and it fades to white. So we're yeah. like, what's happened? Next thing, there's a camera facing upwards and you see Pike, Chapel and Umbenga looking down. So you're like, yeah. okay, turns out that it's Spock. Oh, well, Spock, there's been an accident. Chapel was fine, but... Uh, and like, they're alluding <laughs> to it, they're alluding to it. And the final reveal of the scene is he's got normal ears. He is a whole <laughs> man. He is whore a whole man. man. And the first thing he says is, what the... <laughs> and I love that. Now it's one of these things. This is what Strange New Worlds does well, where it does stuff that's not really Trek would usually piss you off, but it does it in such a charismatic and such a funny way that you're like, I will forgive that. Like the idea of like you know Spock saying what the fuck or whatever. In the context of this scene, he's just become human, and it's a really funny little way to end. Uh, I had problems with this. I actually made notes saying, oh, I didn't like this whole <gasps> thing. But then later it explains it and you go, oh, because I was like, how is he hurt and she's fine? Like, mm. he is a Vulcan. He he is far more resilient. We've just seen, like, I, I mean, we go into it later, like, they've got better hearing, they've got better eyesight, they've got better air smell, they've got better sort of, like, strength and resistance to pain. And I'm like, oh, so how on earth is he the one that's hurt? Oh, this is just a silly plot device mm. to make this happen. And that's what, you know, and that, and that was my thoughts happening here. And then later on the episode kind of. It explains. Goes, no, 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 no. We, and it doesn't do it perfectly, but it does make you go, okay, you know, fair cop, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because the next scene is Una and uh, La'an in the shuttle and they're trying to find out because they, we get a little bit of exposition where they say the shuttle was in a crash, but it seems like the, the shuttle has been completely fixed and deep cleaned. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I love a deep clean. That's what, happen that's what happens. Like That's what would happen if you drove into my mum's house with it. She would literally, she'd fix your car, she'd make your tea, and then she'd clean it for you. That's me. That, that, that's me. Like, oh, deep cleaning. Oh, yes. My, my, my mum is amazing. My mum is amazing because the other day I came round and then just randomly found like all of the underwear that are taken out of like the, the, uh, what is it, the dryer. Mm. And it was all just folded. All of the socks were folded and all the underwear's folded. I'm like, they don't need to be folded. You but fold they just your are. socks? Because purely, I know I don't. I just sort of, you know, tie them together and chuck them in yeah, a drawer. Yeah, yeah. But then like, yeah, mum had folded them all and then folded all the like uh, underwear and stuff. And I was just like going, this is totally unnecessary, but such a mum thing to do. That's incredible. Having so that's folded... effectively what happened to this shuttle here. Having folded socks, guys, can you imagine? <laughs> that's amazing. Um, what the? Who's, who's just joined the chat? <laughs> it's the same troll again. It's amazing. <laughs> I like Bonjour, that. science officer, whatever second name possibly sound like Gitler. 
<laughs> Au revoir. Well, change the name now. Science Officer Gittler. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir. Change the graphics. Never. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that. That's good. Oh, you could get rid of them, man. I love the idea of it just being like, hello, trolls. Community standards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So... They're scanning the shuttle and they want to find out, like, if they've been in an accident and the shuttle crashed, why is it being put back together? Why is it being fixed? Why is it deep cleaned? And why were they unharmed, except for Spock, who is now suddenly human? They find a weird device on a seat. They take it to Uhura, who confirms that it's sort of a calling card. I, This scene is so good because, like, it points out how good Uhura is mm. and, like, like literally, she she notices immediately. Hey, I've got all this. Oh, it looks like a calling card. Like it's giving us subspace coordinates for where we would, like, send a message in order to speak to them. Yeah. And then she manages to send the message, and you and you can see that like Una and uh, Pike are visibly impressed by it. They're just like, whoa, okay, you know, you managed to work all that out like so quickly. And I love that it's made. This series has done Uhura justice because obviously it's taken characters like Spock and Uhura and who and Chapel who are like very ingrained in the law and it's doing them justice. You're not yes. kind of walking away being like, oh, I hate what they've done to Uhura and oh, I hate what they've done with Pike kind of thing. It's it's really good. That they've I, I the, the thing I will say about Series New Worlds, you care about this crew and then the ones that you are already aware of like Uhura and Pike, you care deeply, more deep, like you care more for them. Yeah. Um, and they don't tarnish their legacy. They sort of enhance it and fill it out a little bit more, which is, it's really not. And everyone's laughing that I'm uh, <laughs> yeah. fast as fast as anything on the kick button. Yes, I do. I'm the guy. one being called Gitler. And yet you're the, you're the one who's just like, kick the buggers out. Yes. <laughs> straight through you're, the air. You're, 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 you're... So um You're the dictatorship here. <laughs> so they, they they call they they use the calling card to, to contact whoever it was mm. and it's actually the Kakovians and it's like hello and I love that. It's just like the first contact, hello. And Pike's just like Hi <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, is this? You yeah. called me. Who's this? I'm yellow. He's like, so am I. <laughs> I love it. It's like I, I love, though, I made a note where it says, like, I am yellow of Kirkov, and it reminded me of Deep Space Nine, where you have, like, oh, I am of Bejor, where yes. that's how they refer to themselves as being from a particular planet. And because Kirkov is now not a planet, because they've ascended and gone somewhere else, mm. seemingly, uh, they are now referring to themselves of, of Kirkov, as in, at some point, they came of that. Yes. And I just love this whole segment. Because if anyone has ever tried to cancel their Virgin Media contract, you will have a conversation very much like this, where you try to speak to a human, you can't speak to a human, you have to click around the website everywhere, you have to do a live chat until you get to the point where the live chat can't help you, but they said they could, and then you have to phone a number and then go through all of the press one for this, press two for this. Do you need this really unlikely option? Let us talk about it for five minutes. Okay, if not, press three. You know, <laughs> and that is exactly how they've done this communication. Like, the, how you communicate with this race is like speaking to an automated phone line. He's doing, this, this guy's doing really well, and guess what? 
Bye bye. So. Damn <laughs> it. Oh, so, um, <laughs> yeah. For, I'll stop acknowledging them. I yeah. know that we shouldn't acknowledge trolls, but it makes me laugh. For, for our American viewers, uh, Virgin Media is like the. Are you going to explain who Hitler yes. was? No, no, no. no, no. For, a big guy in Europe. I know the education <laughs> system is a bit ropey, but I think I know who they are. Um, for our American viewers, uh, Virgin Media is like the AT&T, um, where it's like, you want to cancel, but you can't. And I, I also have a little story about that. I moved house uh, three years ago to a new build, and I had Virgin Media, but where I moved to, I could no longer have it because the developer, in a mad rush to complete the, 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 the area, tarmacked over the pit. So they were like, you cannot have Virgin Media because we would have to make a massive hole in the road. I was like, okay. Yeah. So I phoned to cancel it and they were like, well, you can't cancel it. I was like, but I, I'm not getting the service because it is not possible for me to get it. And they were like, well, how do we know? And I was like, try it. Yeah. Here is here is the postal code. Here is it. Da, 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 da. Oh, yes, it's not possible. See, but you can't cancel. <laughs> But I cannot use your service. Yes, but you can't cancel. What do you want okay. me to do? Continue to pay for the service. Long story short, I got a man from Virgin, yeah. a surveyor, to drive up from the south yeah. to my home <laughs> to... Hold on, can we change your name to Captain Karen here? Captain Karen, the... yes. He drove all the way up from the south to look at the floor where the pit is to confirm that there is actually a road and to confirm to Virgin that it is not possible to connect these homes to Virgin Media. This took a month to do this. I, I was like, I sent photos, I sent proof of the developments and they were like but we can't cancel it was like talking to Hal like what, yeah. are, you, what are you doing Dave it's trying to thing. and th this is the problem where obviously we're not talking about Star Trek here but hopefully the chat can like empathise with this but it's the fact of because we've made it so companies for security purposes no one has access to all of the data so they can't just download everyone's account data and use it yeah. it means that nobody has access to any of the stuff they need so it basically means that you just get all these people where you speak to them and they're like yeah I can't do anything I can't yes. see this I can't do this I can't do anything about any of this I have to escalate it to someone else but then they can't see all of the other stuff and you're just going I'm great that we've compartment. It's great that we've compartmentalized everything so that nobody can do their jobs. This is me. Uh, but then you just all end up day. with that guy. The one guy who can probably cancel your account probably doesn't have access to any of the things that say that your account needs to be cancelled or you know that they can't get broadband. This it's, is me oh, every so day. Dumb. Every day. Hey, Weeping Rose, welcome to the chat. <gasps> hey, Donna. Donna, don't, don't don't make me block you. I, I love want a what rampage. Christopher said. Schrodinger's Schrodinger's broadband. Schrodinger's broadband, yes. <laughs> it's there, but it's not. Um, so anyway, back to Strange New Worlds. Good God, what a tangent that was on. Um, look at these two handsome fellows. Where? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm, I'm, if, if I wasn't so cold and dead, I'd blush. <laughs> if my skin could still have warmth. Sensors detecting thirst. So, <laughs> <laughs> hi, Donna. Hi. Um, 
yeah, so... Uh, Pike is, is speaking... I'm good, right. <laughs> Ironic that we have just talked about Virgin Media. I'm going to address the Kirkovians going forward as the complaints advisors who have transcended. <laughs> because we get I, a lot I, of that. I think Virgin Media. Can we just call them Virgin? <laughs> the Virgin Medias. Chappelle goes to... Yeah, Chappell goes to speak to Virgin Media. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what happens. So Pike is speaking to Virgin Media. The end where she's like, these are my achievements. I am to negotiate with Virgin Media. And they're like, oh God, we've really missed a trick here. So Pike is speaking to Virgin Media, who basically says that, yes, the shuttle entered our call centre. There was an accident. <laughs> and they have rectified the accident and there is no longer any further contact required. The complaint has been resolved. And yeah. Pike's going, well, hold on. No. Uh, my office has been damaged and they're like, but there was two, they were different, one had a different set of instructions so we've made it that they are both the same and they both have the yeah. same instructions there is no further call needed, no. have a nice day. Yeah, that's it so basically like, uh, and they argue it where like they're going, hey, okay so one of your people was different to the other one so we've made mm. them both the same so we basically made Spock and stopped him being half Vulcan and made him human. They amended this like, contract. Yes, they yeah. amended the contract where the phone line and the broadband... It started a new one. Well, the phone line uh, and broadband were different. However, they've made it sure that the phone line and broadband are now charged at the same price, which is not what you agreed for originally, yeah. but now it's done and there's no further action taken. Goodbye. But that's it. And they, oh. they keep trying to end the call. They keep trying to end the call. And then and then he's like, no, 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 it's not resolved. And they're like, and they're like oh, are they both alive? And he's like, well, yes. And they're like, okay, fine, goodbye. You know, and just hang up on him. Yeah. Does and your router have like, lights on? Yes. Well, no further action is needed. <laughs> That's it. It's like, oh, are you still on the internet? Okay, fine. It's yes. working. Yes, but, but uh, it's yeah, not fast Uhura enough. Tries to, Uhura tries to speak to them and get them back on the line, and it's not working. The actual credentials aren't working. <laughs> uh, I think the subspace, subspace location's not working anymore, and she's like... She failed ID and V. She failed ID and V. <laughs> and uh, she can no longer get connected to the call centre because it is closed for the day. Back in sickbay, they are asking Spock how he feels. And he feels, he feels emotions. He feels angry. He feels grateful. He feels hungry. The, this scene is very interesting, okay? Mm. Because it's very... because It's very data I, I, I'm, I'm very... Um, yeah, it's very, it's very data-esque, but it's the fact of, like, Spock is... I, I didn't like it in a way because Spock is so outward with his emotions. Mm. He's very, you know, they're very ex exaggerated. That's the word I need. Yeah. They're, they're so exaggerated. But then you notice over this whole scene, he goes through the full gamut of human emotions in one scene. And it's just him and, like, Pike talking. Yeah. And it's really clever. It's, like, really good that he does it. And then, like, yeah, and he, he's, like, so emotional. And he's, like, um, he yeah, he just moves between all the different, like, emotions. It's great. Yeah, and then Pike makes him realise that you do realise you've got an engagement ceremony to go to. And he's, like, holy shit, that slipped my mind. Yeah, and he's, like, like, this cannot happen. He's, like, my, my fiance's mother hates me. <laughs> and he doesn't know what to do. And he starts to get really angry. And See, Pike's just, I, like, chill. This is this is the bit like when I said that I was mixed about this episode. This was one of the bits where I was mixed about it because I was like, "Hang on, we've already had a Spock episode that was oh, aren't Vulcans funny? Oh, isn't it going to be awkward when Spock his wife arrives and the relationship with his wife? And it feels a bit too soon to be doing 
exactly the yeah. same plot line, which is something outside close. of the Sith. Something yeah. outside has happened that's affecting this otherwise manageable situation with Spock. And it felt a bit like, couldn't you have saved this for season three? But I know that they couldn't because they need the whole him thing between him and Chapel happening now. Yes. But it feels like this could have been later, you know? But yes. yeah. Uh, I will say, guys, just just a quick tangent. I do apologise if you can't see my eyes. I have got new glasses, and holy shit, they are reflective. So I keep turning into the Misterons for some reason from Captain Scarlet. <laughs> Where's your ring light? We can just see it the is. Ring light. I need a diffuser light. I, I do need this a diffuser. This is the voice of the Misterons. We know that you can hear us, Virgin Media. Get a proper job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming over Discovery here. Discovery is brilliant. Coming over here with your rovers sampling our rocks. Um, <laughs> I love that people aren't going to know what like Captain Scarlet What's is. What's Captain Scarlet? Like... <laughs> it's like it's like Stingray, but without the eyebrows. And now we're back to the hood. What's Stingray? Now we're back to Thunderbirds in the <laughs> yeah. hood. What's Stingray? It's like Thunderbirds without Elon Musk. So Thunderwater. under Moisture. yeah. Thunderbirds, but moister. Oh, oh, that should have been the tagline, shouldn't it? Jerry Anderson's Stingray, like Thunderbirds, but more moist. So anyway, we do get a lovely, another montage, a second montage. Um, But this time, a contrast to the original one with Spock, where it's Spock hijinks, as I've called it, where (laughs) he's with his friends again, and this time he's laughing. And then he's cooking with Pike, and he's like, what is that delightful smell? And Pike's like, it's bacon. And I'm like, yes, boy. I'm like, I'm here. That bacon looked lush. Not going to lie. That was Canadian yeah, bacon. It looked really good. It was Canadian bacon. And I could smell Hold it on. my TV. Damon, can you, can, can you confirm that it was Canadian bacon? Did yes, was that Canadian like... bacon, Damon? I, I need to know. The because... bacon that they could get in the wild. Holy just, shit, Damon. They, no just, they just pull bacon off trees over in Canada, don't they? Oh, they basically, they get to a tree and they're like, you know, they open it up and they get maple syrup out or they can get bacon. And then that's why they mix them together. Did you I know, Sinai? I'm a strange man. Do you, do you know our, our friend and colleague, Nerdy Jesus, Jake? Yeah. He'd never been yeah. to Tim Hortons before until a couple of weeks ago. I No, no, no. I have never been to Tim Hortons before. What? I've never even heard of it until like when was it it was like a week ago it was a week ago it was like last wednesday i i met a friend who i haven't seen in bloody ages and he took me to like the tim hortons that's near washington <gasps> that's amazing. what we went I to like, i had little donuts and i had like yes um, what did they do they did like a burger thing and they had like little donuts and they got like a yeah a I, it was I, really nice we went here though so. we went to see indiana jones five Mm. And me and Jake met up and we went to Tim Hortons and it was his first time. I got the, oh God, this is such a tangent. Tim Hortons, sponsor us. I got the... Say, are we going to get through this episode? We've been on for like 40 minutes. No, we're fine. <laughs> Literally like a quarter of the way through the episode. It's fine. I got I'm the... sorry, everyone watching. No. This is a lot. No, this is important and you need to know. I got the sausage and egg muffin. Oh, I got the sausage and egg muffin. Important. Yes. Followed by, I got the sausage and egg muffin. A lovely coffee. But we didn't realise it was Canada Day. So we got free Timbits. Witnessing Jake devouring a Timbit and hearing angelic noise as 
he realised he had touched the face of God was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. So, so, so yes, just, Canadian just bacon. New, uh, just for our new watchers, this is a Trek podcast where we talk about Star Trek. They film Star Trek in Canada. <laughs> they film Star Trek in Canada. That's that's the link. We had a Toronto episode two episodes ago. We are fine. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how we just have it where we're like, yeah, are we the most professional Trek podcast? I, I think we found our niche now. No, <laughs> we, we are adequate. <laughs> we are the adequate <laughs> podcast. You want something fair, good, go watch yeah, Pod. Look what Christopher, Christopher is saying in the chat, I miss puppets on TV. And I'm like, I just know the ones on the BBC. So, uh, you know. <laughs> And they're a little more wooden than the ones we got in Thunderbird. You <laughs> wouldn't believe it. Anyway, back to the montage. Uh, <laughs> it, it's really good, though, because we have it like there's loads of little payoffs in this episode. Yes. This is like a montage that calls back to the previous montage. And then we get another one later where it does stuff. Uh, but in this one, we basically have like at the beginning where we have Spock dealing with uh, uh, Kirk, like leaving mess in the air <laughs> leaving, leaving loads of mess after he's been eating during a meeting and then we basically get like spock going crazy laughing with the girls and they're <laughs> but taking it so far that like they're like staring at him being like okay it wasn't that funny uh but then basically this is one of the best lines ever which is that he may he, he literally interrupts the meeting goes kirk you need to tidy that up tidy your mess and gets really angry at him and then it just goes to something else then it comes back and it's got and he's being grabbed held. by people being dragged out the room and he's screaming don't test me kirk i will break you and, and kirk is literally just terrified in his seat and it just it's the perfect like depiction of someone who just has no idea how to control their emotions i have i have so, watched uh, this twice now I have watched this twice, and this singular scene, I have laughed out loud twice, where he's like, don't test me, Kirk, I will break you. <laughs> but as a man... This this, this this episode is so good for one-liners. As a man, though... Great ones. As a man who hates, and I, I mean this, it, like... Paul and Sammy can verify this, how clean the inside of my car is. As a man who hates crumbs and stuff like that, I related to Spock on a deeply emotional level at this point because I was like, don't you test me, Kirk, I will break. I was like, move the fucking crumbs. Because <laughs> even when Spock wiped it at the beginning, I was like, there's still a stain on the table. <laughs> I was just like, get rid of it. Um... But yeah, after this, because we see that his impulses get the better of him, he feels sick from the bacon, he's going to kill Kirk, he's laughing too much with the girls. Um, he has a he has a meeting with La'an, and he's like, I'm experiencing all these feelings all at once, and I can't describe them. See, I wondered, I was like, why is he talking to La'an? Like, why is he talking to La'an? She's not the counsellor. And then I'm like, it's because he's been arrested. <laughs> he's been arrested. He's been yeah, mixed for nearly like, killing oh, okay. Kirk. So he's literally been dragged off arrested by like Lan, taken to security and then it's basically got to the point where she's like okay so 
you need to control yourself a bit more. Yeah. And that just made it funnier that it's like the security chief is the one calming you down. But he's like, because like... she's like, you, you experience what it's like to be a human teenager. And he's like, I'm hungry and I'm sad and I've got other strange urges. And I'm like, <laughs> you're horny. Yeah, and, and Lance just looks at him and just goes, Okay. Okay. Just pats him on the shoulder and goes like, "Hello, hey, Char." <laughs> Inappropriate. Um, yeah, this this is the humor that Strangely World does very well, and oh, I think it's really, really good in this. Yeah, but, uh, but um, after this, is the scene after this? It's the sick bay. No, it's it's well, it's just before the interview. It's in sick bay where Chapel's <clears> exhausted. <throat> She's been working all night on trying to find a cure for Spock, and mm. then Umbenga reminds her that it's the interview with the Vulcan Science Academy. Which was the quickest, but it was the quickest job interview I have ever seen. I wish all job interviews were down. This interview is brutal. (laughs) God, you know we we talk about like Air Vulcans and Romulans being very very logical and straight to the point, but this is the epitome of them being like, "Hey, we got your CV. We looked over it. We're disappointed. Goodbye." You know, and it's literally just like imagine if job interviews worked like that. Just just a quick aside, I've just noticed in the chat that apparently there is a secret Discord challenge in which someone has to eat a digestive in Goodwill's car. <laughs> right. I have not heard of this. I am, I am going to I am going to say this now. And this will be the first and only time we say this. <laughs> if you value your life, you will not undertake this challenge. Anyway, back to the uh, show. Um, In other news, I have a cash reward for anyone who magically manages to achieve this challenge. <laughs> back to the sh- back to the show. It's like licking you at conventions. It's Don't lick like... me. Don't lick me. Even if I'm in America and you see me. Don't lick. What me. if you covered covered in syrup? What if it could save your life? Before the bees come, you've been co- you're in Canada. You're covered in maple syrup. The bees are coming. What do I do, Goodwill? Back to the show. <laughs> the brutal interview. It was a brutal interview. Uh, I, I've got to admit, it was a very brutal yeah. interview. Um, I mean, she was on the back foot anyway because yes. they're Vulcan, where they're basically going, humans aren't going to be as good as us. Like, and that's obviously kind of maybe even a callback back to Enterprise with their attitude there. Yes. But it's, yeah, but it is literally like they go, hey, we looked at your stuff. Because what hap- what's happened is she hasn't taken their culture into consideration, where basically she, when, when she was like, uh, you know, meant to be regurgitating information about uh, medicine, uh, she's changed the tone of it. She's rewritten it in her words, like you would yes. in an English thing. And you basically go, hey, I didn't want to just copy it. And they're like, the whole point is copying it. You have to do it word for word to show that you've learned it, how it is written. And she's like, oh, and they're like, okay, well, we rejected your application. And then she points out, hey, rather than that, you should look into my actual field data and my yeah. actual experiments and what I've actually done, like a portfolio. And yeah. this is what got, got me into uni. Because obviously I didn't do very well in my exams, but I had such a good portfolio that basically they looked at that and they were like, oh, actually, you're really good. You're just not academic. Uh, And that's kind of what she suggests here. And they go, "Okay, we'll review it and we'll get back to you. And then, yeah, and then it kind of leaves it. But it's so brutal, this interview. This got her hopes up. And after it's hung as a plot line for like three episodes now, I think. 
This oh, five episodes actually. This reminded me, <laughs> timely, but this reminded me of my BBC interview. That's British Broadcasting Company, right? No, it isn't. But oh. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is brutal. It is very brutal. You have to go through a. Ha! I don't know. I didn't know why at the time. I now do. You have mm. to go through a psychological exam. Mm. I now understand why. And if you fail it, there is no if buts or coconuts. Unlike Chapel, where she's like, check my portfolio. Yeah. You will just be rejected and banned for 12 months from applying. That's crazy. It, it is brutal so the this this like interview i was like oh my god because it just it brings back me you know when you just have that most brutal interview and you're just like you've psyched up for it you, you're going in and then they just they they pivot on you and they throw you such a curveball it knocks you for six and you just, you yeah. come out and you're dumbfounded and she walks out and she's in the hallway and she you know spock encounters her and he hugs her because yeah. he can he can feel that she's dumbfounded. And I love the fact that she, he just goes, Vulcans can be such jerks. Yeah. I, I also like what she says, where he goes, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. I'll be fine. You know, yeah. and it's the most, and it's just a lo lovely little bit of dialogue there, I thought. Yeah. Christopher, I ain't reading that live on the video. But anyway. <laughs> <Whoa>. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, it's not but, mentioned that. <laughs> but then we get a communication from Pike where it's uh, ordering Spock to the transporter room and Spock goes, on my way, uh, is it an emergency? And he's like, I should say so. Your mother is coming. And he rocks up with a fucking beanie hat. <laughs> which is the wrong way around. Did you notice the combat yeah. was the wrong way around? No, I didn't. It was the wrong way. Oh, it was super annoying. I wanted him to turn up. And I don't know if any of you guys or you've seen it, Sinai's. The really shit 60s Star Trek toys where mm. Paramount, uh, NBC, sorry, had a license for random toys and then to sell them, yeah. they just slapped on Star Trek or a name from Star Trek and there was a Spock helmet with a siren on it and it just had Spock, Star Trek and a siren on it. I really wanted him to turn up with a Spock helmet because she goes, yeah. why are you wearing that hat? And he's like, it's regulation. And then <laughs> I saw, great. yeah, but then there was memes of them actually wearing the Spock helmet. Like someone's yeah. photoshopped the Spock helmet. <laughs> and I was like... I, well, I, I love how quick the community is. Oh, it? yeah, but I kind of want a Star Trek beanie now. But, uh, yeah, so Spock's mother has turned up because the family, uh, T'Pring's family... Um, as, as, well, there's the mention of Pelia because Pelia is missing again for the well, second the episode. Like, obviously, Adam was saying earlier, like the you know, it's a shame that she's not here, and I don't know, it, it's a bit annoying that like they kind of mention it and they put kind of put into the law, like mm. extra Pelia law, that somehow Pelia is friends with Spock's mum, and you're like, okay, and then obviously, like they did uh, before Spock, though, didn't what they? Is, yeah, what's Spock's mum's name? Amanda, Amanda. Yeah, it is I don't, does she have a surname? I think she's just a Grayson. Manager. Is that Amanda Grayson? Okay. Yes. But yeah, I think so. Yes. But yeah, like uh, Amanda, like is just like oh, she's probably off, sort of like stealing, sort of uh, famous artworks again, like yeah. referencing episode three. Uh, and then obviously, like Pike's just like no, she's doing dilithium, but she did seem awfully excited 
to go and buy dilithium and say, like, yep, she's gone on some There's kind of some shenan- Can you imagine the short che- the short treks we get with her if they ever did short treks with Pelia? I, I quite like it. Like, I, I, I like that they're adding all this lore to Pelia. I just mm. hope it pays off. Like, I hope... I'd be very annoyed if they did this much build-up for Pelia, but then only had her in, like, four episodes, and then she's not in season three or something. I... And I kind of dread that that's what it's going to be like there. No, Christopher, I'm not reading that pun. You're not going to get this done. <laughs> so, basically, Amanda's on the Enterprise because the Briggs family are not happy that they've had to postpone the ceremony and have been able to organise the Bashal dinner on the Enterprise for tomorrow evening. And if they don't do it, the wedding's off. And you yeah. can see Spock just losing his shit underneath that beanie hat. And then Wait, he... he... He try he tries he tries to hold it in, but then it just manifests as his face doing loads of random movements while he's trying to muscle spasms. control his emotions, and he's like, "It's muscle spasms." And his mom's just like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> what take off this? the hat. Take take off that hat, and then yeah. she's like, "Oh, oh dear," because she sees that he doesn't have Vulcan ears anymore. I love the fact he just goes, "Hi, mom." <laughs> and then he's panic eating in Pike's quarters. He's <laughs> just eating the shrubbery. Yeah, I, I love that. Basically, like I, I liked it so much more. Like his emotions here after you realise that he's literally acting like a teenager. Yeah, because he has like an argument with his mum, and he's proper sort of like stroppy with her and stuff. And it's like it's. I it's love. Really fun, I, think. I I love though that in the subsequent scenes though that they they highlight that yet again. There is bigotry present, and the bigotry is the Vulcans directing it towards humans, which was, again, featured in Star Trek Enterprise a hell of a lot. Because there was very small amounts of bigotry in the original series against with humans against Vulcans. Mm. And then Enterprise sort of did a polar opposite of that, to basically say, well, hey... These Vulcans, they are very advanced and they are holding humanity back and they see us as a lesser species. And then in the subsequent scene after the transporter, um, Amanda explains that T'Pring's family is is very skittish about being aboard because of her. Um, Mm. And it's another example of bigotry towards Vulcans. Uh, She feels, I, I mean, I took it away that they feel that humans are a lesser species. Bearing in mind it's been at this point 200 years since they made contact with the humans and they still feel that they are a lesser species well this is the main thing the main part of the first like two-parter of uh, star trek enterprise is pointing out the fact that like basically the vulcans just stopped us going into space like you know using warp drive for like 70 years they literally just thought thought of every reason possible to be like hey no no you can't go into space you're not ready yet you've got to prepare this and stuff like that and then as soon as something went wrong they were like okay we're proven right you uh, can't go back into space again and obviously they just end up ignoring them and then enterprise happens as a show but it's that idea of the vulcans are always you wonder if they're like this with other races we witness Mm. this a lot with vulcans and humans Mm. but we wonder if maybe they're just so superior in their way that they're basically just going no no everyone's lesser than us so everyone needs to do things our way and you get that by this episode there was an explanation in star trek enterprise i mean if if, if no one's ever watched star trek enterprise i know some of you like christopher and peaches and 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 stuff are watching through star Mm. trek Star Trek Enterprise, much like DS9, is getting a second win, uh, second wind on uh, streaming services at the moment, and people are actually realizing it's not as bad as people thought. 
Yeah. And it's the... really good. I, well, this is the thing, though. The fact that we're polar opposites, but I love seasons one and two, and I yeah. don't like seasons three and four. And yet most people really like seasons three and four. Yeah. So essentially what we're saying is it has really good seasons. Like there's stuff that you can absolutely love about it. And depending, you know, but it shows, you I mean, they, they explained in Enterprise that the Vulcans see so much of themselves within humanity that they actively restrict how much humans can develop warp drive, how they can explore, because they are terrified of what humans can do because they see the violent side of humans, which is what the Vulcans were before the Great Awakening mm. 2,000 years ago. And Enterprise really delves into Vulcan culture and those prejudices that they have against humanity. And Season mm. 4, they really do get wrap it up in Season 4, uh, which was Manny Koto's run, Rest in Peace, Manny Koto, because uh, mm. he, he sadly passed away this week from pancreatic cancer. Fuck cancer, wow. by the way. Um, mm. Too young, way too young. But they really explored that it's, you know, those prejudices are unfounded and that a species wouldn't necessarily develop the same way that the Vulcans did and with, that humanity has a great it, capacity to learn. It, it pays, it, It's a very good metaphor for how we have in society where everyone judges other people by themselves. Like, you get crazy stuff where you get, like... You know, where you get people online who are just like, oh, well, if I had if I had the ability to do this, I'd do it all the time. So, yeah. oh, if it wasn't illegal to murder, I'd kill everyone. And you're just going like, that's not normal, mate. You can't yeah. assume that behavior of other people. That's just you possibly being a psychopath. But then we do that. And then the, as we see in this episode, the Vulcans, have, they have super strength. They have super strength. They have all of their emotions are way more powerful and hit way hard than human emotions. And Spock realizes this after having the uh, emotions in the episode. And because their emotions are so strong, they're far more dangerous. Yeah. But then they're applying that to us. They're applying that to humans and being like, oh, well, if our situation is like this, then it must be, then you must be restricted. And yeah, and it's, it's that idea of just being like, look, you have to judge everyone in their own context. Like you can't just assume that if you're going to do a bad thing, then other people are going to do a bad thing or yeah. vice versa. But they, they, I mean, like I said, I highly recommend Enterprise because it's a great exploration of that. And, and Strange New Worlds is sort of and taking the mantle. Yeah, and well, Connor Trinier, need we say more. And they are, ex they are expanding that in Strange New Worlds, which I think is really refreshing because Enterprise, Enterprise deserved more seasons than it got and this is sort of there's a lot of enterprise references in it and i am very excited to see why they're doing it and what's going to happen going forward but back back to this uh scene spock mo spock's mother offers because he doesn't know how they're going to pull off this engagement ceremony because he's human he doesn't know what he's going to do he can't control his emotions so spock's mother says well you spent your entire life learning how to be a vulcan now i'm going to teach you with the help of Christopher Pike, do I have a choice? No, you don't. Get in there, Amanda. It is, it is like, literally, I love that the Pike's just like, oh, can I get out of this? And she's like, no. No. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to teach you how to be human. I'm going to teach you how to lie. And then we get mm. another montage where Umbenga's like... We need a montage. Yeah, yeah. Umbenga's like, we can't genetically manipulate your ears because of Chapel's experiments. However, we've got we've come up with these prosthetic ears, and he's just like, ah, thank you, CBS Paramount, and it's just like the very <laughs> same ones that he's got. Um, and then Amanda, well, worse. Well, Amanda, like the, 
then Amanda's like, you have to make the family's tea and you have to serve it. And she's like, part of the service is picking up the, the family's teapot. And he's mm. like, this is scolding. And she's like, part of being human, you know, it's like you'd have to control, you have to control your yeah. emotions. And he's like, Vulcans have stronger pain, like uh, pain better at controlling pain. Yeah. So basically like a Vulcan can pick up a boiling teapot and just be like, okay, this is fine. But a human can't. And then she does it. And wonderfully acted because you can see on her face that it's agony, but yeah, she's yeah. hiding it behind a smile. And she literally picks up a boiling teapot, calmly pours the tea, calmly, and then just puts it down again and doesn't complain. And you're just like, you must be hurting like I bugger. Yeah, I love the fact she says, part of uh, living on Val on Vulcan is learning to suppress your emotions mm. and your feelings. And I was like, oh, I, I love, I love the actress who's playing Amanda. I think she's portraying Amanda brilliantly. She's a wonderful mum character. Like, yes. have we ever seen Spock's mum in the original series? Yes, we did. Do you? And in, in, and in the Voyage Home, a different person. Because I know you see Sarek a lot, but I can't tell because he's got multiple wives, doesn't he? No, mm-hmm. no. In in the, no, he remarries. So in the original oh, series, right, yeah. you see Amanda. In the Voyage Home, it's a different actress i believe who plays amanda in a voyage home the one with the whales and then in the next generation obviously amanda has sadly passed away because the next generation is like 100 years after and sarek has remarried i love how i never thought about that (laughs) yeah but sarek as we are quickly learning is a bit of a slut when it comes to uh bedding all the women of the galaxy because how many children (laughs) has he had now um so uh yeah so she teaches him how to pick up the teapot um and then the crew's helping spock talk like a vulcan <laughs> which i thought was quite funny this is my favorite scene of the whole oh episode. is it go on is it? it literally where you just have you literally have all of the girls like una um uhura otega uh, you know like uh, lan, lan basically showing spock how to talk like spock and they're all the the actresses are all just putting on the lowest most sort of boring voices and it's class and then, and then Ate- what does Ortega say? She says something like, notice how I move my eyebrow, but no other muscles in my face. And Anne's just like... <laughs> yeah, and it's just... And, then, and Spock's just literally sitting there being like, you're taking the piss. <laughs> yeah. But then it's so good. they explained that there was another ritual where essentially uh, the parents of the person you want to get married, it just sits and bitches at you and slags you off, um, which... Today I sort what of had ceremony. Yeah, I, I sort of had that today for two hours, so I'm like uh-huh. uh yeah, anyway, moving on. Um so but then they the, say so the final ritual is that there was a mind meld between mother and child, uh, where they share a fond memory and Spock can't pull it off, and then Amanda's like, We can't do this. We we cannot do this Wait, it's the fact of she's okay faking it but and like can't. pretending like they're doing a mind meld but he can't convincingly look like he's doing a mind meld because he's so used to just being able to do it <laughs> you know and she, and this is where she just goes yeah we're not going to pull this off we're going to yeah, fail yeah, at yeah. this like, you know. but then chapel back in sickbay is still struggling and then she realizes that there is 24 hours left to change box genome before it fully adapts to being human and they can't revert it back and Mbenga comes in, he's like, well, you're using Federation standard uh, therapies and experiments. And then Chapel goes, well, we can't do it, but we know someone who can. Goes to Virgin this, Media. 
goes to the goes to the new mess hall. This is a new mess hall bar, by the way, that they've developed for season two. This whole area, and Uhura and and Ortegas are having what is the most delicious looking food I have seen this week so far. The hamburger that Ortegas has, I would demolish yeah. in about three bites, and that turkey Swiss that. Uhura is, is that having, what it is? It was a turkey swish on what looked like a ciabatta, and I'm like, oh, you so much. <laughs> um, and I was like, it looked lush. Non Americans, uh, Americans, sorry, lush. 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 That means proper belter. Proper belter. Um, Banging. Early belter, there we go. Banging, Banging yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just, it it's looks the same mint. as class. Yeah, mint. Nectar. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, love, I love what we're doing here. Proper boss. Um, yeah. I, I will say, though, that she basically comes over and she's like, hey, we can't tell Pike. This has to be off the books. You need to pilot yeah, yeah. me into this worm, well, vortex, in order to, well, they're not planning to go into it. They're planning to get close to it yeah. in order to send another message to them saying, hey, please help uh, fix Spock because you fucked up. Hmm. Um, but I will say, though, you know, they eventually they agree to it uh, and then they come with her. But this is this is something that I noted down that freaked me out a little bit. Is that basically they say, like, can we take these to go, referring to their food? Has that ever happened in Star Trek before? No. Because one of the things that I've always liked about Star Trek is because all the food is replicated 90% of the time, what they do is they just abandon their food. You get all the time in Voyager, you get, well, that's because Neelix made it, but, you know, in uh, Next Generation, you get all the time because they know that they can be halfway through a meal, they can just leave it there because it all gets put in the waste bin and then they can just get the exact same meal made again. But then here they're, they're saying, oh, actually, can we just, rather than getting to the shuttle and using the replicator on that to just make a burger again? There is an explanation. Mm -hmm. At by this time, replicators weren't invented. I they were, we still had food no, replicators. What they were, were protein resequences like we had in Enterprise. Yeah. So they could make it, but there is still a mess hall. There is still mm. a galley, as they, as they have on ships right i didn't realize i thought it was the same as a uh, in original series where obviously the replicators didn't look like replicators they, but they, they just made all the food appear they no, they they were they again although they were i don't think they were ever called replicators they were i mean they never called them protein resequences but they were like yeah. oh this takes matter and turns it into food and then you can put this card in and say chicken sandwich yeah and yeah, I think they're following on with the trend that replicators aren't there. They can make stuff out of thing, but I think they've still got a galley. But to take food to go, obviously a shuttlecraft at that era wouldn't have a replicator or anything like that. So uh, they're like, yeah, that's a good point. let's just get Just Eat and hop onto the Galileo and off we <laughs> pop. Um, I just liked it. I just I just noted it down as a little thing. But I then like. we get to the transporter room scene where they're about to meet Pring's family. To Pring beams aboard. Now I'm gonna say I'm I'm going to the say foreshadowing on to Pring is wonderful. I'm, I'm no, going no, to no sorry the foreshadowing on to Pring to Prill yeah which is uh you know to Pring's mum that's very confusing but yeah but yeah they they're going to get to Pring ahead of her mum appearing uh and it's so wonderful to see her. I'm again. gonna say this now. She's becoming one of my favourite characters. I'm gonna say this now and this may be controversial. Mm. 
T'Pring is my least favourite character. Really? Do you not like it? Because of who she becomes in the original series. Oh, want to know what that is? Watch the original series. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Does she become Keiko O'Brien? No, no one could become Keiko O'Brien, but Keiko <laughs> O'Brien, the greatest villain in Star Trek history. Yes. Where's Miles? Hashtag free Miles. <laughs> the... So T'Pring beams aboard and like Spock's got this whole speech, you know, T'Pring, forever separated, but never. And she's just like, shut your fucking face. I've had <laughs> enough of the last two days of formalities. I just want to go. It is so wonderfully acted, though, that basically like, you know, she is a Vulcan. She is a pure blood Vulcan. Yeah. Uh, she is like she so she controls her emotions. She doesn't show emotions. But then she does a very good job of being like, no more ceremonies. I'm I'm quite sick of ceremonies, and does it in this wonderful deadpan, but still also a bit, you know, like yeah. it's just wonderfully acted. And I just like that she's got this wonderful personality, even though she's a Vulcan, you know. And it reminds me of Tuvok, where it manages to do that wonderful balance of here's what the character should be like, and yet this is like them bending it a bit. But. They walk out and Amanda's like, well, I'll take care of the parents. You you just go. And then obviously we'd have the corridor scene where Spock wants to tell her, but she is so transfixed that I need this to go right. I need this to go right. Otherwise, everything will be called off. It will be we will not be able to get married. So you can tell Spock wants to tell her, but decides to hold off her to Pring's benefit, mm. which is I can see the justification in that. And everyone well, the, else. The fact but, is. You know, like, she's not allowed to lie. And also, if she starts panicking about it... Because the fact is, to us, we wouldn't be able to know... Like like we had in the wonderful scene between uh, Spock and uh, the Hood mm. in episode two, where it's the fact patak that... The, because, patak the Patak. <laughs> yeah, just because we can't see that there's tension there doesn't mean there isn't. So it's the mm. fact of, basically, if he told to Pring that she might have like been actually not outwardly but panicking and her mum would have picked up on it and yeah you know because obviously just going hey this is the most important uh thing we're ever gonna do or our relationship is buggered oh and also you're insane at the moment you know yeah (laughs) so the next scene we are introduced to what i will say is the most (laughs) hateful vulcan we have ever encountered to prill (laughs) Walks into Pike's quarters. Pike's put out a spread. He's got his green on. He's looking dapper. The quaff is peak. He's put out a spread. She walks in. 10 out of 10 would sit on. Oh, mount me. The, <laughs> the, they walk in and the first thing that they notice is the smell. And Tapril's like, we all know what the smell is and i'm like you bitch yeah. however like, I... Im- imagine coming into a room and having the fucking gall to not only insult the the mother of uh your sort of son and son son-in-law potentially and also the captain of the ship you're on by being like this race stinks yeah <laughs> you know? but then it, like spock explains because they don't know what the injuries are and he explains well i've got extensive nerve damage and my eyebrows were singed and they're like oh yes on closer inspection i can see they've been altered um <laughs> but then pike offers food we get to witness the happiest Vulcan we have. So we've got the worst <laughs> Vulcan with the happiest Vulcan because Pike's like, would you like this? And he's like, oh. 
and he's having a whale of a time with that buffet and she's like no the spirals are too complex yeah, and they have it. been so salted get- yeah, Pike comes over with like some Vulcan dishes he's made, and then basically to uh, to Pring's like dad is just like, oh, these are amazing, I love these. And then to Prill is like, but they are not done in the conventional way. And he's like, oh well, I suppose. I love how much of a pushover he is. Oh, like, tell wit. exactly the and. One of these things where these characters are personified so quickly, they've literally been on the screen for like two shots and we know exactly what their dynamic is yeah. because of this exchange. It's wonderful. And, you know, every throughout the episode, every time he likes something, Tupril will be like, oh, but I don't like it. And he's like, and then he'll change his mind. He'll U-turn on it because he's such a, a wimp. And it reminds me of like, you know, Richard from, like, Keeping Up Appearances. I was literally about to say, Hyacinth Bouquet and Richard. (laughs) That's who I was going. Oh, my God. I can't believe. There's a British reference for everyone who's not in the UK. I can't believe. we. I literally written it down in my notes. Have you? Hyacinth (laughs) and Richard. The Bouquet Lady Residence of the House. This is just like one of her Moonlight Suppers. So basically, yes. the, this whole episode is that Spock and T'Pring have to survive one of T'Pring's, uh, you know, candlelight suppers. Do you think they have an Oslo in the family? <laughs> With a clapped out Ford Granada just bombing around everywhere well, in his string vest. Sib- the amount of siblings Spock has, there's probably an Oslo. There is absolutely an Oslo. There's a rose. Sarak got busy. Sarak's the rose, I'm telling you. That's what. That's who he is. Uh, oh, I can just imagine the Americans now going, keeping... Oh, yeah. appearances. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the shuttle, though, because the three of them, La'an, uh, not La'an, uh, Ortega's Ahura and Chapel are heading towards the anomaly. They're trying to communicate. The one they... that isn't La'an is in this yeah. scene. <laughs> They're trying to communicate with the Kokovians. They can't. They have to go closer. They still try. There is a dampening field in the way. They have to realise they have to fly in and Ortegas does a little swirly-do in the shuttle and just like <laughs> straight through the hole and I'm like, Ganon lass, straight through there like a polo. Back to the <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> Back to because the Because she is... She is... Uh, what's her first name again? Emily. Emily Ortegas. No, Erica. Erica her Ortegas. Name is Erica yes. Ortegas and she flies the ship. Nita. Nita from Spectrum Sanctorum uh, says it in the most Puerto Rican way possible, and it is just. It is oh. the way she was like, Erica Ortegas, and I'm like, oh, dearie me. <laughs> uh, so, um, that spicy Klingon dialect. That spicy Klingon Nita of the USS Caliente. Um, <laughs> moving on, the. Uh, yes, back to the ceremony. Spock picks up the teapot. You can hear the singeing of his fingers and his reflexes. He's just like... But does the tea, delivers the tea, to brings like, slow the fuck down, you're going to ruin the tea leaves. Yeah. The tea is acceptable. And I'm like... That's it. He pours the tea, she drinks it, there's a long pause, and then she's like, the tea is acceptable. (laughs) It's like... fucking cold stone bitch that she is oh she is but then we, <laughs> we we're jutting back to the shuttle where they both like, like they wake up in a mysterious place and like am i dead no i'm i'm not dead and it is literally guys the virgin media call center <laughs> they have got into the office to speak with the manager and the manager turns i was like hello i'm blue and he's like, oh, hi, uh, we need to speak, you know, 
you fixed our friend, uh, but he wasn't fixed completely. And they're like, no complaint was lodged during the response period. This is highly irregular. Where, just, whereas they haven't yeah. mentioned that there is a response period, which is also making me think about Virgin Media. Yes, because they <laughs> never tell you that there is a fucking response period. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you didn't call within 72 hours. Um, so, yeah, they, they, there is, it's, it is irregular. And they're like, we need to speak to Yellow. So Blue disappears back to the ceremony. The ritual bitching has begun. And Amanda's just like, you could visit more. And Dupril's yeah. just like, really? That's, yeah, that's it? That's all you have to say? That's all you've got? And then Dupril, fuck it. She stands up. Her engine's running. You could... She's the equivalent, right, of the old of the old woman, right, on the streets in Tyneside, like that, with the rollers in her hair. And she's just sat yeah. there going... Like that, with her engine running, going, yeah, time to call this. <laughs> she's... Um, I, I love that she literally tears fuck apart. Like, she basically just complains fuck. about everything. Like, have you written down some of the things she says? No, because I've been so heavily traumatised by my own uh, dressing down <laughs> today. I sort of just fell into the fetal position throughout this scene and started sucking <laughs> my thumb. Um, it is, and it's this idea of... he. Like, basically, he just sits there and takes it while she's going, I am disappointed in you. Like, I, you know, I I think you're a disappointment. I think you could do better. I think that she could do better. And, you know, like... I don't like your that. eyebrows. You're a yeah. shit dancer. Your MySpace isn't even got any fucking songs on it. Your Spotify is laughable. And you're... the only thing that stops her is that Topringo's your time has run out. Yeah. <laughs> because the whole point of this ceremony is that you only have two minutes or something to slag off the other person and say what you don't like about them. And she could have kept going. You know what I mean? Isn't it the most <laughs> British so thing that you've ever seen? Can you imagine a British wedding where it's just like, right, love, you've got two minutes to slag off Kieran. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like your trackies. I don't like your hair. <laughs> anyway. Because um, you're a massive shithead. Yeah. And you can... I, I love the idea of this. Like this idea of just getting everything out in the open and he's just having to sit there and take it. Because like the way the ceremony is designed is that they don't get to respond. So it's literally, you just get to... And I think it works... I think it works basically where they do the alternate families. So basically the... The bride's mother gets to slag off the husband to be, and yeah. the husband and the and the husband's mother, husband to be mother, get to slag off the bride. It's to make them learn, help them learn and grow and develop. Apparently, this is what it is. It's a ritualistic beating. Let's be honest with you, just emotional, not physical. It's yeah. the paddles from the Simpsons episode of the Stone Cutters. That's all it is. The paddling. That's a paddling. That's a paddling. Um, but, you know, Spock is absolutely... He's, he's gone acker, right? And he goes, I must go yeah. to the bathroom. And then she she can't resist. She yeah. can't resist getting that one last... Vulcans must have a... You know, what was it? Vulcans should have a more resilient bladder. And then Dupree's <laughs> like, your time is up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. I tell you what, though, I, I got it written down here, right? And I, it's got to be another tangent, guys. So bear with us. This reminded me of this reminded me of my ex's parents. Oh God! 
the ex called Kai Win. <laughs> of all of all the exes, right? Of all the exes, guys, I tell you, bless sit you, down. Child. Bless you, my child. You bitch. Sit, she, right. She's of Bejo. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, this one was of something because they also gave me a dressing down because they told me I wasn't suitable enough for their daughter because I was a northerner. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, I was a normal. Were you too good for them? I was too good. Well, I, at the time, I was at university. <laughs> I was at university. I was working with the BBC, and they were just like, you have got no career prospects. You are not good enough. We prefer our daughter does not date a southerner. <laughs> a northerner. A northerner, northerner. yes. Well, why do you fucking live in the north, then? <laughs> yeah. So, yes, yeah, sorry, I had to get that out. Bit of catharsism on a Friday. So, um... Spock goes to the bathroom. By the way, I'm loving the mahogany all over this fucking quarters, by the way. Everything's mm. all mahogany. Screams into a towel. <laughs> and like today, I was like, Spock, lad, I can relate. Um, yeah, this whole scene of him literally just losing his shit and just being like, okay, I've got to get back out there. But he <laughs> call, he call, basically, he calls um, sickbay and goes, hey, okay, cool. I kind of need the cure now to become properly Vulcan. Uh, how's Chapel doing with it? And Umbenga's like, she's kind of, she's kind of buggered off. We can't <laughs> you know, find it on Spotify, and... so she's gone to find it. So. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> and, and it's just this idea of like he is stressed as hell, and then Umbenga's kind of like, yeah, she's kind of gone and put loads of people in danger to find the cure directly by dealing with the Kirk, Kirk of, to, to, to... and he's just like, okay, she, you know, she's gone, like. Ah, She's gone to speak to the manager of the Virgin Media call centre. Speaking yeah. of, Yellow <laughs> rocks up. Hello. Um, and I'm they, Yellow of Kirkall. I'm Yellow. Look at the Please stars. <laughs> Look at the sky for you. Yeah. Remember that you can also access all of these things on our website at www.virginmedia.com forward slash you're like do not read a url out to me i'm already on the fucking phone <laughs> sorry this is therapeutic for never me. getting virgin <laughs> media sponsorship so um <clears throat> yeah so yellow turns up and they're, they're trying to explain that yes you fixed them but you didn't fix him right uh and he is my friend and he needs to be put back together they don't understand and then they say well what is your relationship to this person well, yeah, he's my friend isn't good enough. Yeah, he's my friend. But friends don't have third party authorization on the customer's account. And you need to be a relative <laughs> or a sibling or a, or a spouse in order to have third party authorization. Are you a third party authorization? No, he's my friend. Well, you need to get him to add you onto the account. So he needs to go to yeah, www.virginmedia. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so they, they, they tried, like, they're failing to understand because she's saying he's a friend and they're going, well, I don't understand because at the time of the accident, he diverted he, the shields from him to you and he feels for you more than a friend. Now, this this I'm going to say this took it out. the This took it out for me. So for an evolved species, they're going into high school romance bollocks because yeah. they're like, is he more of a friend? Do you like him like him or do, do you just like him? Because it's very yeah. different to, you know. Like him, like Do you him. like him, like him? That's a now technical I'm, adult yeah, term yeah. there. Do you like him, like him? Or, or do you just like like him? And Well, I like him, but I don't like him, like him. But I like him. Yeah. And I'm like, just get to the fucking point. And then even Chapel goes to uh, Uhura and, and Ortega's turn round. 
so she could admit that she likes him more than a friend and she wishes that she could see him more but they fixed him but they've taken away the part that she relates to and he is not the same person and she wants mm. that person back because that's who she you know that's he he is the sum of his parts and she wants him to be a complete spock again not yeah. who he is although he's easy to talk to and relate to she misses the vulcan part of him mm. and i'm like this took it out of me this was a bit of high school bollocks this i i think the yeah i think this whole conversation i think the beginning of it and how it ended work but i think the whole how they got to it with the actual aliens suggesting that maybe there's more there mm. but i liked that they they demonstrated that that's why it happened the way it yes. happened like that was my complaint earlier that the reason why spock was hurt and she wasn't was because he diverted all the shields to just protect her mm-hmm. uh in order for her to stay safe and yeah and obviously like spock says later oh well the reason why i did it is because i'm more resilient as a vulcan so it makes logical sense but you know that there's like I I would have played on it more. I would have played on it more of she she could be like, oh yeah, actually maybe he doesn't care for me because yeah, that is the most logical course of action in a way. But yeah, I think the way it plays out in this scene with the alien isn't as good as it could be. Well, you emphasise there a part of the scene that's just coming up there because before we get to that, Pike is trying to delay uh, oh, the God. mind meld and then we get to the reason why the episode is called charades because he offers a game of charades. Now, Tapring's dad is all up for this game. He's all, I like Tapring's dad. I would have a pint yeah, with Tapring's dad. I I just love this idea though and it shows the how horrible the Vulcans are in this kind of like stick in the mud way yeah. where they're basically going, "Oh, our culture is superior to yours because they, you know, because obviously they've got all these like rituals that seem silly to us where it's like hey you have to pour special kind of brewed tea what's yeah. the point of that like that's just a waste of time and yet like pike basically goes oh we've got a ritual of our own and because we're human you need to partake in it it's called charades yeah and and then she immediately dismisses it being like this is not a vulcan thing and they're like well actually you know and it's not it's him playing for time because it's a game yeah but effectively the the dad goes like oh yeah i suppose we need to respect this as well adam's, adam's calling him the happy vulcan i'm gonna call him the happy vulcan. The happy i know vulcan. he's got a name I'm that just sounds call like a restaurant vulcan. yeah <laughs> but just before they get to start uh chapel is at the uh, is at the door she's come back from virgin media the complaint yeah. that you know she's received a resolution to her complaint um outside of the time scales because you know mm. you you complain you get what you want um and she's like oh i need to give spock his vitamins i love the little visual exchange between chapel and to in mm. this scene because to sees chapel and she's like that's the bitch yeah. <sighs> well we she we remember because in a previous episode like uh, Chip, uh i keep calling her chapelle and i mean it's like it's not it's not chapelle uh, like the comedian nurse then, chapelle i like that i know that's it it's one episode and he just played by dave chapelle and you're just like what's happened whoa he whoa in okay. the same outfit what happened to jess um, bush anyway <laughs> yeah but uh in the same yeah, but there's this jealousy because like uh chapel and spock had to pretend to be in love in order yeah. to break it off earlier but obviously there's a seed of doubt into pring because she knows that something's going on mm-hmm. and yeah and so basically they 
uh, Spock and Chapel head off uh, to go and like administer the uh, the genome to to cure him, and she's looking off to the side. She's she's basically going. Hmm, hmm, I got her ass some nookie. <laughs> Uh, I loved it, but the, the senior that you've mentioned there that, that came up after, I, I loved. I, I have, I cannot speak highly enough of Jess Bush. What a performance in this episode, especially in these last few scenes, because you can feel the tension between Spock. I mean, Spock's face says it all. He's glad that yeah. she's safe. But her just... What really took, like, embraced me was the breathlessness that she was using. Mm. Because you could tell that not only does she have feelings, she has really strong feelings. And yeah. she gets that. If anyone has, if anyone has ever been in love and you get to, to the point where you nearly admit it or you are talking about it, your heartbeat is like 200 BPM and you, you sort of like, like you're really like breathless. And she did that. And just at the point, he's about to say something, bam, right in the neck. Because yeah. she knows she, she won't be able to handle it. She knows. She, yeah. she jabs him straight in the neck, goes, leaves, and they commit, they complete. She walks out the hallway. She's absolutely broken. Yeah. See the the thing the thing here is that they say that the genome change will happen immediately. So he, yeah, which is a bit bit bullshit. But basically, so he'll his genome will change, so he'll go back to normal. But the physical changes will come about later. Yeah. So basically, means he gets his powers back immediately, and he also gets his like senses back. But you have been in love. You've Beth. been That's in love. Beth. It's called Kylie Minogue. The so, uh, and the delicious Nova dog. And the delicious Nova. Uh but yeah, so she leads a great great little scene outside of Pike's quarters there. They complete the mind meld where we find out that the memory that Amanda has shared with Spock is an average day of taking Spock to school. And we're like, mm. why is that? And even even but, to Prill's just like, Oh, why have you picked such an ordinary memory? Yeah. Uh and even and even to Prill's just like, shut your fucking face. To be fair, if I was if I was the parent here, I would share the most horrendous memory in the entire world just to see what they did. You know, I'd be I'd be really bad at this. But this <laughs> this scene is I think it's my second favourite one. They complete the ritual, it's all done, and even and Tavil goes, despite many faults beyond his control, um and these challenges of holding on to his logical side, despite his handicap. As yeah. soon as they say handicap, you can see him change. And yeah, as as though being human, as as though being part human is a disability to them. It is know... the most racist, most xenophobic thing in the whole episode. And it, you know, and the fact that Deprill just throws it out there, you're like, okay, bitch. <laughs> Do you know this is a callback to Star Trek or Nine? where he's at the Vulcan Science Academy and he's applied for it and they're like, you know, you have achieved many things despite your handicap. <laughs> and that's the moment in Star Trek 09 where he just leaves and he's just like, you know, I realise I'm not here. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, live long and prosper. And he just like drop mics and walks out. I love that scene yeah. in that movie. But uh, So yeah, he's like, despite handicap. And he, he, he reveals, because he's like, are you saying that a human would not be able to complete this ritual? She's like, yes. And he's like, I am human. He re he reveals, he pulls his ears off. Yeah. 
And I love the I love what he says about his mother, where he's like, "You refer to humans as handicaps, yet uh, my mother is the most compassionate, resilient person he has ever known." And that tear, because you know, you know, he's he's been raised on Vulcan. He's suppressed his emotions. You know, she's never actually heard her own mm. son express his feelings for her mm. it was beautiful it is it, it, it's really good and it's like the way that's the way that it's handled is obviously just like to to prill is like genuinely shocked by it and obviously so is to pring because she didn't know because he yeah. didn't tell her earlier and so everyone in the room is just a bit like oh god because you can see that the mum and pike is just like what are you doing don't no no we've just got through it don't yeah. like you know ruin it all now but when speaking... And then basically he just goes, no, the most important thing is standing up for what humans are like to like racism effectively. Uh, and also like bigging up his mum for, because we've got to think, they don't like the smell of us. She has to live on their bloody planet. She has to live on a, their bloody planet, like suppressing her emotions, not being what she actually is and not being allowed to be what she is. And she puts it up, puts up with it with a smile. And obviously there's a little subtext here of what it must be like for immigrants over here. Like just crazy stuff where you just go, whoa, trying to fit into a society that like isn't initially yours. Like when it is resistant to change. Where there, there is a be difficult. Where there is a I, I've had I, actually personally at work, I've had like a bit of a I've had to send loads of emails around or whatever because we're having like a summer barbecue thing and I'm having to be like, hey, cool. So there's going to be non-alcoholic beer and there's going to be a halal food, is there? Yeah. Because I have Muslims on my team. So, you know, like oh, I need yeah. to make sure that they're catered for. And then everyone's like, oh, what a faff that is and stuff. And you're like, no, they are part of our society. They are part of us now. You know, like... Get used to it. We have to factor these things in. Yeah. In Spock's quarters, T'Pring is absolutely livid that Spock did not share with him uh, that he had become... Uh. Uh, sorry. <laughs> shared with... I'm tired, guys. Shared with her that he has become human. And again, his logic is sound. He's like, you, are, you were dealing with so much. Vulcans cannot lie. I chose to do what was best. And she's like, yet you shared it with everyone else but me. We have shared catras, everything that we have been from. And then she does the most Rachel thing possible. We need to take a break. Yeah. Which... And that's that's it. The wedding's off. They are taking a break and she just fucking leaves. This, I, I see, I like to pring, but I feel like her reaction here isn't right. It doesn't feel in character because Spock explains it fairly well. Which is like, logical. Hey, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. And then she is just like, but I think, I think what the episode doesn't do is it should have played more on, it, it should have played more on her jealousy towards chapel the sensing because of the it has feelings. a little scene but yeah. the whole thing here is i think the reason why she's like we need to take a break is because she knows that there's something there and she's like okay you know so i think it's this epitome of a typical argument where it's not about what you're arguing about yeah but and there's no confrontation that across yeah there's, there's no confrontation within that and it's just it's not addressed in the episode i would have liked to to have been alluded to by her but it was not addressed. And mm. then she she walks out. We see the chapel 
uh, is receiving a rejection from the Vulcan Science Academy. Uh, and she's just basically, I don't care. I, I made first contact with an alien species that yeah. transcended. I made a discovery. I turned someone from a human into a Vulcan. And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's fascinating. Please discuss it. And she's like, you'll read it in my paper later this year, love. <laughs> Yeah, she just drops the mic, she just turns the thing off. Uh, she's just like, yeah, 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 cool. Um, I'm sorry, I'm too busy doing interesting things to be part of your actual silly little fellowship thing. But <laughs> Pike, you know, it effectively hangs up. But, but Pike being Pike, like the, the smallest scene in the episode where he's just like, you know, look, I know you're a human, but if you want to feel something, commiserations. Clink on the whiskey. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, you are the ultimate man Daddy. the ultimate man Anson Mount um, anyway back to the transporter back to the transporter room I'm a confident heterosexual guys but still back in the transporter room um, oh my we haven't said that for a while I needed to get that in uh, Spock is talking to his mother and he's, and he's like why did you choose the memory of, of, of him two going? girls one cup that's what it should have been in the mind melt. And Spock's just like, why did you do that? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just Amanda just trolling Spock with the memory. That would be amazing. So he says, why did you choose the memory of an ordinary day going to school? And then she says, well, it was the first time that I'd saw you being accepted for being yourself. For the first time she saw Spock being accepted despite herself being shunned by other parents. And I love the fact that she says, and, and again, this is a message. This is the, the TOS vibes in Strange New Worlds come out strongest when they are delivering the messages that are so under the radar for, for older people that judgment is a sign of their weakness, mm. not ours. And this is, it harks back to Gene Roddenberry's philosophy where, when he was speaking to Nichelle Nichols in the 60s, and she was on about the messages that he was planting into the episode, and then he, she was like, Gene, do, do you think that these people would understand and get this, you know, understand that you are trying to send these messages? And he's like, the grown-ups won't, won't. the kids will. Yeah. And you know, we grew up with Star Trek in the in the nineties, in the eighties and the nineties. Kids grew up with Star Trek in the sixties. We understood the message. Older generation didn't. Yeah. And and I See I know BBC, that's the correct way to reach out to children. You better believe it. Last scene is uh <laughs> He shoots, he's gone. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the last scene is in Spock's quarters. He's walking around. He looks like he's going to build up the courage to something as he is about to walk out. At the door is Nurse Chapel. And he's like, I was about to see you. And she's like, well, I'm here. Again, her acting. Mm. Absolutely on point. He explains that him and T'Pring have decided to uh, take time apart because he has feelings for someone else. And he doesn't mm. want to suppress it any longer. And he's like, Vulcans feel feelings more than humans. I know you guys all find it funny, don't? Yes. Um, but they, they, they feel feelings more and they can't hold it any longer. They kiss. 
Yeah. The tension has it, been building up halfway through this episode, and we get the kiss. And I love the yeah, fact that the ends. What does it mean? And she just goes, I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. She just tells him to shut up. It is. It's a. Be- it's a beautiful little scene. It's a great payoff for this like love arc that we've had here and stuff. It's no. It's. I. I think this was a really good episode. It wasn't fantastic. Like I. I have quibbles with it. Yes. But it has so many good bits, and it, it's. Strange New World, introducing characters that immediately steal the show. Like, we had it with the Amazing Lawyer character. We've had it with Pellier. We've had it with, like, Not Kirk. We've had it with, um... The, the, uh, Kirk, what like is it? Her. Like, with... Uh, to, to Prill and this is just... And, and uh, do we ever get her husband's name? To Pring's S- dad? Seven, I believe. Seven, Okay. But then, so they are or Seven, they are, I believe. They are really fun characters, and even the Virgin Media are like actually quite fun in this. And it's just so good that they I would literally have... go, "Hey, you're only here for this episode, so you better steal the show." I... And then they're just knocking it out of the park every time. I I would have appreciated if I, if I've got one little flaw because I'm going to say this season of Strange New Worlds hasn't been as strong as the first season, but we are only halfway through. And I also will say that this episode dwarfs last week's episode, which Mm. I was personally not that much of a fan on. This Mm. one, we got great interpersonal relationships, great character development, and we introduced characters that in the space of seconds, not minutes, seconds, we either instantly liked or instantly loathed because they are so well-written, well acted and well portrayed we we relate like we just feel we sense we we know how we what we think about them and this was a brilliant brilliant episode um i think it's one of my favorites of the season Mm. and yeah i I can't wait for next week. I love Strange New Worlds. I I absolutely love Strange New Worlds. Brilliant episode. That was our review. Yeah. I will I will say though, I'm not I'm not done here because I think it was my thing, what I was saying to you before we started is the fact of I I was disappointed with this episode. It was still very good, but it's the fact of I felt like this should have been a two parter. Because there's two very different things happening here and Explain i don't think yourself. we get enough time with both of them because we basically have nurse chapel and her application to the academy mm-hmm. and obviously spock being turned into a human and it feels very much at the start that it kind of railroads into the oh how does spock become a human and it kind of seems to just speed to that oh they're in the shuttle oh they go into the anomaly oh okay then they wake up and it does that and that happens a bit too fast for my liking because it's literally in the before uh title sequence that all happens in that and you know we talked about it for 20 minutes and that's literally before the title sequence goes would you say that instead of an abc plot they should have just sticked with an ab I think they should have done an episode that was about Chapel first. Yes. The episode was so you had a full episode that was basically about Chapel, about her stressing about out about the academy, about her like trying to hide her feelings for Spock and trying to dodge Spock and stuff. Yeah. Going into the anomaly, uh, you know, and then eventually ending up on a 
plane on a shuttle pod with Spock, and then the end of the episode is like, oh, he's human. And then the second part is, oh, it's all about Spock and him trying to be human. More interaction with T'Pring and more kind of interaction there and more sort of tension between T'Pring and Chapel, And then Chapel doing the science and then it ending up with like sort of ending up how it does, but just with more time. Because like we said, this was an hour episode. This was longer than usual episodes. And But it still feels like if they were going to make it an hour, couldn't they have made it like an hour and 20 minutes and made it no that's not how time works whatever two hours is i'm, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say i'm gonna hour say and 20 minutes uh, you know and then no wait okay more time but Edi- two forty minutes editors have to make it flow which is fine you don't want things to drag on too long but i am gonna say that there is the showrunners themselves have said 10 episodes is not enough yeah but budget, fatigue, um, crew, everything like that. We've all heard the horror stories of the 90s where there was 26 episodes for, for an average season of Star Trek, 14 hours to 18 hours a day filming. People were crashing their cars, going home after these days. There's a lot of regulations, but a lot of them have said... 10 episodes is not enough. If Paramount said, okay, here's 13, which was, mm. you know, in, in television, when you have, when you commission a new series, you, you commission a pilot. If the mm. pilot is good, you commission two series. The commission two series is a 13 episode commission. Yeah. If it does well within its first four or five or maybe six mm. The network would then say, on top of the 13, we need you to do seven to eight to nine more. Yeah. Okay. And that's so, how series ended up being 22 episodes. 22 episodes, yeah. Now, this was at a time where a TV show would start filming in July. As they are filming, by the time they get to the air date of September, they have banked five, maybe six episodes. So then it sort of gauges with the network how well it's doing. And then as they are to the point of saying, well, we are nearly finished episode seven or episode eight or episode nine. What do you want us to do? They have two things for the cliff. Like for, they have a, a finale for episode 13 and then they, they leave it open. The network then says this is doing well. Full commission 22, 24, 26. That's when they go. The way TV is produced now, this was done in 2022. And I mean early 2022. uh, As Strange New World Season 1 was airing. They'd got the green light for Season 2, but they didn't know that Season 3 was going to be a thing until three months ago. So then you have to... You, you can't just like pad stuff out. You can't flesh stuff out because you don't know this might be the last season. I've got 10 episodes. I'm not going to get any more than that or anything like that. It's so weirdly done now compared to what it used to do. Can you hear me, Sinois? Your site. It's, that's you so, such a dumb way of doing it. It's such a dumb way of like. Things you know, take longer like now. You need to. 
you need to do plot arcs. Yes. And yet, that, that, I mean, that's why we get so many series where it goes, hey, this could be a great plot arc for like five episodes, but we've got to get it over with in two because we don't know if we're going to get another yeah. series after yeah. this. And things, it just seems like it's very damaging to how you write stuff. Th- things, are, things are done slowly now. So season three of Picard uh, was back to back with season two. Mm. Season... This is really difficult to believe, considering what a difference in quality. Oh yeah, yeah. There so is between the two seasons. Season season three of Picard finished more or less at the start of two thousand two thousand and twenty two. Mm. They then worked all the way through two thousand and twenty two on editing, visual effects, composing the 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 composers for the music in Star Trek Picard. Which is amazing, I must say. <laughs> that was finished in September 2022. So they'd been working on that for the better part of a year. Now imagine doing that with the timescales you had in the 90s. Yeah. It's impossible. So there's a justification. Yes, they want more episodes, but then you have to think, but it'll take longer to produce. And now you've got the, the WGA strike, the Writers Guild of America strike, and now SAG-AFTRA, the, the Actors Guild strike. SAG-AFTRA? SAG-AFTRA. Okay, that sounds like a Final Fantasy boss. Yeah, but they, they, they walked out yesterday in in support of their uh, Writers Guild. Mm. Everything in Hollywood has now stopped. The brakes are on. Nothing is getting written. Strange New World Season 3, we might not even get until 2025. Bloody hell. So, That's crazy, man. Yeah. So it's everything is done way differently than what it was in the 90s and the early 2000s. Everything is slower. Yes, we get higher quality, but it's, it's 10 episodes and that's it. Some maybe get 13. Mm. I think Star Trek Discovery is getting... Because season five wrapped at 10. I think Paramount have said we're going to give you two or three episodes to, to wrap up the series. Yeah. But even then, that's very rare it's awful but i just but think about all the cool stuff we could have had with strange new worlds had they given stuff time to breathe like umbenga's daughter that got wrapped up far too quickly yeah uh hummer not had nothing to do basically uh you know great character and then he was just gone and you know that's why i get i get worried about pelia you know if we are halfway through season two now and Pelia hasn't really done anything. We need yep. a full Pelia episode, and I'm sure there's one coming. But if she just dies at the end of the series, or if she's just not in season three, that's going to be such a it's gonna loss. It's going to be such I a bummer. It really is. It really is. But I can feel it coming, so I'm hoping I'm wrong. But yes. Okay, we need to wrap this up. <laughs> we we need to wrap this up. But first, until we've been on for two but, hours. But, but first, guys, <laughs> first, guys, hang on. I think I think I'm getting. Oh, oh my days! Incoming, Incoming transmission. transmission. Guys, we are getting an incoming transmission from Starfleet Command. Let me just see what it is. Computer, bring it up.
Oh, we're we muted. are back, okay. guys. We're back. <laughs> we are back, hey, guys. We are muted. Bear with us one moment. Science officer, entertain the crowd. Wonderful that we've got such great fans and people who watch the show and all of the nerdy up north things. Here we've got Lee Davis, we've got Molly Charlton. So, God damn it, the audio's not working on the wheel. <clears throat> so, what I'm going to do, guys, what I'm going to do, I'm going to explain um, briefly. Last week, there was a competition for you to win the t shirt for you to win the stickers and all you had to do was to subscribe to the nerdy up north youtube channel click the bell take a screenshot and post it on either twitter or facebook we received many I, many i did that i did that and you didn't and I, my name's not on the wheel because you work we for did us. a video yeah. you were getting one anyway semantics it's just it's just a technicality it's a technicality i could have given that to a bat i could have given that to a friend of mine who's a bat and then they could have been flapping around wearing an extra large t-shirt slapping stickers on stuff Maybe. i'm going to fix this Only one name I can I'm fixing That's this. You're in all of the episodes, Beth. I'm fixing it. You're fixing it? I Ooh. am fixing it. Who needs an engineer on a starship? Can you hear oh, wow. us now, everybody? There we go. Can you hear us now? I have fixed I'm... it. I have reversed the polarity. Can you hear me? <sighs> can you tell I'm tired? Um. So, yes, we got literally... A few entries to the competition. <laughs> um, we, we got ten more entries, but they were all from the guy who keeps calling me Hitler. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, what have you done? I have done many things. Can everyone hear me? Can everyone hear in the chat, can you hear us, Daddy? Can you hear me? Yeah. Papa, can you hear me? I can yeah. hear. Brilliant. Chris, right. I can hear. That's all okay. That so we did that competition last week. It closed at 6 p.m. BST tonight. And these are all the lovely, handsome people that have decided to enter the competition to win a tent. And I am about to randomly press on the wheel. Stop laughing, science officer, cyanide. We are, we are doing it live. We're going to Star, Star Wars it. Do it. Do it. Doing that of the Jedi. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Get on with it. Shut your face, Paul. Are you ready, science officer, Sinoise? No. Okay. When this wheel stops, we have to yell Dabo. That is the law of the universe. Are you ready? Okay. Well, you need to indicate when it's done. It's okay. Delayed. I'm going to spin in five, four, three, two, one. And I'm spinning. Oh, it's spinning. There's lots of spinny things. There's spinny, 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 spinny. And the winner is... Molly Charlton! Oh, it's Molly Charlton. Molly Charlton, who has entered the competition. Well Amazing. done. Oh. Well done, Molly Charlton. We know who Molly is, or some of us do. Molly, oh. 
send me a message on my on the nerdy up north twitter page or contact us on facebook and we will get this lovely t-shirt sent out to you uh with a host of nerdy up north stickers let me just go back adam bailey Amazing. you missed me i didn't see your entrance adam but rest assured i will catch you in the future what we'll do is when we do future competitions adam we'll see if we can put you give you two entries then yeah if you send it through and then you have double the chance of winning with against the two people that will enter them so we need more competitions we, we do need, need more we need a competition where you can win a, a, a bottle of my oxygen Ooh, sinoise breath <laughs> sinoise breath coming soon <laughs> So noisy yes, and breath. So noisy and breath. Geesey and breath. Welcome to the chat, Slicey Boy. We're just finishing up. We're just about to wrap up because, guys, that uh, it's okay. Good will I have Molly's address. Wink. Oh, Paul knows all the mans in Nerdy Paul, can you just be less creepy as yes. well? Could you be <laughs> less milf huntry and more leader? Right. <laughs> <laughs> guys. That was our review of Charades, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, episode, uh, Season 2, Episode 5. Holy shit, we have just hit two hours as well. Mm. Um, thank you so much to everyone who has joined us tonight. You are absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much to everyone who is watching this back on a recording. We love each and every one of you. If you are not a member of Nerdy Up North already, what are you doing? In the links below, which pissed me off earlier on because they all got disabled by YouTube and I had to manually re-enter them, we have got the links to the Nerdy Up North Facebook community, the Nerdy Up North YouTube channel, the Nerdy Up North Twitch, TikTok, Discord, Twitter. I'm loving, I'm loving your face right now. Um, I've run out of things to do, so hopefully there's no more social media. You, oh, there is. There's threads. Plenty of, there's plenty of. We're on threads. Are we on threads? With okay. Nerdy of North I is on threads. threads. <laughs> Paul has taken upon himself to conquer the world of the threads. Not the 1980s. <laughs> Adam suggested. Adam suggesting Sonoy's jam as a prize. Adam, you can have my Sonoy's jam anytime you yes. want. Yes. Clear it with the wife though. We are on threads and not the 1984 BBC drama about a nuclear holocaust happening in Sheffield. We have got over 500 followers on threads. If when there's you... an obscure reference and it's not me doing it, it feels weird. If it's about the BBC, I'm there. Followers on threads, we... Um... Yes, if you like yeah, the intro, if you like the intro music, it was done by the lovely thirteen and a half foot tall Viking god that is Adam, with his glorious beard and massive guns and his guitar. All of his links are down there below. The Velvet Snatch, do you like the Velvet Snatch? All of their links Me. are down below. <laughs> I, is it I, you? It is. Uh, I will also be uh, streaming on Twitch after this. So if you what? want to watch me playing Final Fantasy VIII, we're very, very near the end. If you want to see me play that after, you can join me on Twitch at, at twitch.tv slash S-Y-N-O-I-Z. So come and join us then. <laughs> Make sure, guys, you sign the petition in the description to save Star Trek Prodigy. There are thousands. Show Paramount that we are serious about our Star Trek and the fans care 
If you like us, you will also like Spectre and Sanctorum. Their link in the description. If you like a better show with sexier people, Connor Trinier. Good lord. Good lord. Oh my. Connor Trinier, get the frosted tips back. Call me. <laughs> I know someone. Shuttlepod's uh, YouTube channel is there below. We have got the Velvet Snatch. Do you like me talking about Star Trek? Come and join me on Twitter at Goodwill None because I never shut up about it. And you can also see <laughs> selfies of me being so happy with my... Where's it gone? Oh, no! There it is. I am the unicorn. <laughs> I am the unicorn princess. Look at this. Look I'm the one beautiful. who sleeps with men and I don't feel like the gayest person here. It's really awkward. Good. Also... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you can follow me on there. This week, Nerdy Up North is live, 7.30pm BST on our YouTube channel to talk about Disney. I believe it's the top five Disney channels. And I think... No, Disney characters. Disney characters. And I think a very handsome science officer will be there hosting it. Am I right, Simon? No, no. What, what's happened is we've, we've changed it now where we're just going to shave Sammy's head. Good. <laughs> Then yes, I'll... I will be the co-host on that, and we have wonderful guests. We have what? Oh, we have two wonderful cosplayers joining us on this. So it's mm. going to be, yeah, it's going to be a great episode. We're talking about our top five Disney characters, and mine are all kind of obscure, if I'm perfectly honest. So hopefully they'll have picked sensible. Slicey boy is asking for your Twitch. Slicey boy, it's in the description below, it's lad. In the description. Go and give it a click. Go, Go on, give it a click. click. Give it a click. If you're in a clicking mood, like this video. Show that YouTube that we actually matter, if you don't mind. Um, we matter? Yes, so, yes, well, speaking of Sammy, and speaking of not shaving ahead, this Monday, there's a Monsters Up North episode where they are talking about Universal Monsters. And then, on Tuesday, I will be live on the Nerdy Up North Twitch channel. But what will I be playing? Will I be playing an Uncharted or will I be playing something else? Tune in to find out. Wink, wink. Then, I believe on Thursday, although it's not confirmed, there may be a new episode of Jake's new series, We Need to Talk, where there will be a very special guest. And then on Friday... You are back with us on the USS Adequate. It's has, this shit all it's over this again. It's this shit again. This pile of shit. Yeah, back with us on the USS Adequate, <laughs> where we, we will be reviewing episode six of Strange New Worlds. That is it, guys. I think it's pretty much time for us to get back up to the Adequate, get curtains <laughs> drawn, have a bath, and go to sleep with the sultry tones of Sinai's playing Final Fantasy VIII, and most likely, and I'm going to plant this seed, having a Domino's. <laughs> I'm not I'm not having a Domino's. He's having a Domino's. I, I literally, I caught myself in the mirror the other day and I put on way too much weight, so I'm dieting at the minute. There he's will not having, be a Domino's this week. He's having a Domino's. <laughs> Maybe next week. He's going to have a Domino's. Adam Thanks Bailey. so much for tuning in, everyone. It is great. And yeah, if you can join me on stream after this, that'll be fun. Until next week, guys, stay safe, live long and prosper. See you next week. Miles! Miles!